Being a serial entrepreneur, not every business that I've started has been a success, but I have definitely learned something from every business that I've started. And in this episode, as I'm coming up my fourth year in business, I wanted to share with you just some mental shifts that have really helped me as I've matured being an entrepreneur and experiencing the lows and the highs that I think you're going to find really valuable, whether or not you're fresh into PMU and just got recently trained or whether you've been around for a while and you're looking into opening up a second location. Stay tuned as I think you're going to find what I have to say extremely valuable. Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over 100 five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. Today, I really wanted to dive into this concept that your business will grow to the level of problems you can handle. So for example, if you came to me and said, Jade, I really want to increase my following. I want to have a thousand followers or 8,000, 10,000 followers. I truly believe the universe is always on our side and really wants to give us what we intend to have but it does so in ways that will challenge us, not necessarily test us, because I think sometimes that has a negative connotation, but more so just prepare us for what we're truly asking. So if you wanted to increase your following and have a million followers, then I believe the universe in its own compassionate way will give you a few haters to deal with. You may post something and all of a sudden have someone just hate on you or comment something that's pretty negative. And really what it's doing is it's preparing you because if you truly want to have a million followers and you can't handle one hater, could you imagine what 250,000 haters would feel like? It's nearly impossible to guarantee that every person that you come across or meet online is going to resonate with you and like you. And that's just one example. So at Studio Conceal, now that I'm coming into my fourth year, there's a whole nother set of challenges. I wouldn't quite say problems, but more challenges that I'm coming against. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that's what happens when things begin to grow you're better capable of solving different problems. My first year in business, my main problem was to get my name out there so that I could have the potential of having prospects even call me or find out about me so that I could make some income. Whereas now in my fourth year of business, I'm really learning how to figure out a way that I can scale my business, not be so much hands-on and take a step back and have it run smoothly. So essentially what I'm trying to do is create a business that is a self-running machine versus having me be so involved in it. With that comes the apprehension or doubt of, can I find an artist that can do 
really great work? Can I find people that can uphold the standards of my business? Can I find people that I can trust? If you came to me and you said that you want your business to grow at the level of having employees work for you, then you're going to be faced with having to have hard confrontational conversations sometimes with employees that don't meet your standard. You're going to have to deal with firing people as well as hiring people and being let down. If you're not willing to face that, then your business isn't going to grow to the level of having employees. If you hate having confrontations, if you hate the idea of firing someone, or let's say you hire someone and they let you down and now you're at a point where you don't want to hire anyone ever again because you can't trust people or because your trust has been broken, then you're not going to be able to grow your business. You've essentially stunted the growth of it. It's like being in a relationship and having someone cheat on you. Are you going to continue to live the rest of your life not ever meeting someone or having an intimate relationship because of that one person who cheated on you? And yet that's what we do to our business. What you're really telling the universe is that you're not ready to grow your business to the point where you'll have employees working for you. If you let one hater completely take you down, have power over you, to have you stop being passionate or to have the confidence to keep helping others all because they made one rude remark that tells the universe that you're not ready to have a million followers because if one takes you down could you imagine what 200 haters would do to you i have a really great girlfriend who owns a brow business and when i was looking into moving into a larger space i believe my space is about 1700 square feet I remember asking her if she wanted to be a part of that, if she wanted to partner with me, because both she and I had intended to do larger group trainings and we were both in salon suites. And in my salon suite, I really could only fit two students at a time. And I just knew I had this bigger picture. I saw this bigger picture of being able to host a group of students of four or five, still keeping it intimate, but needing the space to be able to do so. So I knew that I needed a larger space. I also wanted more privacy, especially with COVID. I wanted more control over my business. And sometimes when you're under the umbrella of a salon suite, you're under their thumb, under their rules. I just learned that I didn't want anyone to tell me what I could or couldn't do with my business. So that was really the second biggest motivator in me finding a new space that I could call home. When I was negotiating a larger space, I had to learn how to negotiate a commercial lease. It was very different than walking into a salon suite, which is pretty straightforward, but I had to learn how to get a commercial agent. I had to learn the whole process of contracts, insurance, liability. I quickly realized that it's pretty stressful and it can take a long time. It's not a matter of walking in, seeing if there is a suite available, and then signing the dotted line. When I was negotiating with the commercial lease agency, it was really hard. And it took about three to four months of going back and forth of negotiating every little bit of that lease. And it was stressful. But I knew that in order for me to grow my business to the extent that I wanted it to grow, I needed to learn how to do that. I needed to learn how to own my voice. I needed to learn how to negotiate bigger leases. I had grown my business to the point where it's not going to be as easy as a studio suite lease. On top of that, in order for my business to scale at the level that I wanted it to, 
It was going to depend on the degree of risk I was willing to take. So for example, when I signed the lease to the space that I'm in right now, it needed to be completely renovated, which meant that I had to take all the carpets out, put wood flooring in, we had to repaint, and everything had to be within the standards of the mall that I'm in. I'm within an outdoor mall and there's retail stores outside and we're basically above the retail stores and all of these office suites are above the doors below. There are a lot of rules within Santan, so that's the building that I'm in, that I had to follow. And as I was talking to my girlfriend and letting her know that, hey, if you want to partner with me, this is what the expenses are looking like so far. Long story short, it was about $25,000 up front that I probably had to spend with general contractors, materials, labor, supplies, you name it, including the insurance as well, internet, all of that stuff. And the insurance was actually really, really expensive for that building. But when I presented that to her, and this is no judgment on her part because I totally understand I've been there before too, she was scared. And she'll tell you to this day, she's still scared to grow her business to the level that she wants it to be. We just had a recent conversation not too long ago where she envisions to open up her own brow studio where she has employees and artists working for her under her brand. But in order to take your business to that level, you have to be willing to take the risk, which is you're going to most likely have to upfront a lot of the costs with the faith and knowing and the belief and the intent that you will make your money back once you grow it to the level that you want. And that's what I really had to hold on to when I moved into Santan was I had to really believe that I was going to be able to provide a space that other artists would want to work in and that I would be able to create a space that people would be really excited to train in, that my clients from out of town would really love and feel comfortable when they walked in. And I had this vision, but I had no guarantees. I didn't know for a fact if it was all going to be worth it, if the new location was going to work, if I would even be able to fill my books and do larger group trainings, but I had to believe in it. And my business has exponentially grown to the point where it met the degree of risk that I was willing to take. So when people ask, how did you get to the place that you are? It was because I was willing to solve more problems. I was willing to take on more problems. I was willing to handle more problems. I've grown my following to the point where I'm okay if I have a hater or two. I've set my business, I've set my intention, I've set my confidence in what I do to an extent that I can now let those problems roll off my shoulders. As I'm coming up to my fourth year of business, I'm signed with Santan for another two years. And one thing I've learned in the work that we do is a year really does fly by so quickly. I've now been in the Santan building for a year and I still have two more years left on my lease. And I've already begun to think of the next location that I want to be at. I literally reached out to my commercial agent just this week to talk to him and see what's available and how the market is for commercial buildings and really let him know what my vision is coming down the road. And it's great because I've already been down this road before. I told him I have all the time in the world. I don't need to be out necessarily in a month or two, which is where I was when I first contacted him after coming out of this salon suite. I had no idea that commercial leases took so long to negotiate. And so 
Santan had the upper hands when I moved in is because they knew that I needed a place ASAP. I had already had clients lined up the next month and I needed a place to be able to tattoo. Sure, I had a plan B, but I really wanted to be in my own space. So that worked to my disadvantage. And now that I'm in a place where I'm in a beautiful space that works, I love it. For the next two years, I can take my time to really look at a building that's going to encompass everything I want for the next two years. It feels less risky and it feels a lot less scary because I've been down this road before. And I can say being a serial entrepreneur, knowing that I haven't had successful businesses 100% of the time, like I've said in previous episodes, my level, my comfort of risk-taking is a lot more familiar, is a lot more flexible than someone who maybe has never started their own business before. And that comes through experience. So if you're a new artist and you've recently been trained and you have this fear of starting your own business, tattooing a client, and you're wondering, gosh, what if I mess up? Can I really do this? Will I fail? I really want to be successful. My first question I want to ask you is, where is your attention? Because we often make the unimportant important. And what I mean by that is if your attention is focused on failing and all the what ifs, then you're not focused on your intention and the things that you can really do and all the people that you can really help. You'd rather spend your energy focusing on the what ifs and the fear and all the negativity versus on all the things that are possible. You ever asked yourself, or ever questioned how selfish that is of you to be so self-absorbed in your own fears than on the people that you can really help. If you can help 10,000 people, for example, how much would that shift in the world? How many people would you help feel so amazing and so much more confident in their skin? It really begins to shift your perspective and reframe your fear When you think about how selfish it is to really just be thinking about yourself versus the people that you can really help and the people that really need your help. 10 out of 10 times when I train students, the reason why they opt in to even get into medical tattooing, camouflage tattooing is because all of them, all of them say is to help other people, to help other people feel beautiful, to help other people feel more confident. Yet when you're finally in the midst of starting your own business and going out there and putting yourself out there to get clients, we really do become so self-absorbed on our own fears and our own insecurities versus the impact that we can have on others. Fear is your worst advisor and you have to really ask yourself who's taking the lead. Was I scared when I signed the lease for Santan? Hell yes. When I started thinking about all the tenant improvements that we needed to make, when I started thinking about all the insurance that I needed to make, I believe the insurance alone was roughly five to $6,000. When I thought about, oh my gosh, it's a three-year lease. Am I fully committed to this lease for the next three years? Of course I was scared. I'm just like you. But I didn't let that fear be my advisor. Fear is the worst advisor in your life, period. I'm definitely not going to let fear take the reins when it comes to my business. I think a lot of what we do as entrepreneurs is learn how to manage our energy. And we manage our energy by managing where our attention is. So of course I was scared. Of course I thought about the what ifs. I had doubts. 
but I chose to move my attention. So it's almost like, yes, I definitely have those doubts. I definitely have those fears, but I chose to move my attention on all the possibility. And I began to really put my intention and focus on that and move my energy to the vision that I had for our space. Whereas my friend who opted out of sharing the space with me, she chose to let fear take over. And a year later, she's still in a salon suite, still hoping and wishing that one day, someday, she'll have a space where she'll have brow artists underneath her. In fact, she actually rents out my space when she does her larger trainings because she can't do it in her own studio. When I look back at where both of our businesses are, because at one point, both of our businesses were at the same playing field. And now our businesses look very different and our brands look very different. My business has grown leaps and bounds differently than how her business has grown because of the risk, because of the degree of risk I was willing to take despite my fear versus what she's chosen. And again, it's not to make it wrong or right. It is what it is. Our businesses look very different today because of the choices that we both made a year ago freaking out doesn't change anything. It just brings you more worries. That's really what I want you guys to take away from this episode is, yes, growing a business is scary. Really putting yourself out there so that your brand can grow, so that your business can grow, so that people can know you is going to be scary because there's always going to be some sort of sacrifice that you're going to have to make in order to have what you really want to have. If I want to have a large following, if I want to be a name brand all across the U.S. or even internationally, I'm going to have to learn how to get comfortable with people not liking me. If I want to have a larger space in the future one day, if I want to have a storefront, I'm going to have to learn how to be okay with spending more money, taking more risks, If I want to grow my business to the point that I have a team of artists under my brand, I'm going to have to be okay with firing people, with hiring people, with learning as I go who I can trust, who I can't, who's going to grow with me for the long term, who's with us just short term. Especially as an artist, I think when you get to the point where you're finally open and ready for someone to serve your clients, Because a lot of us are our own brands. We're self-branded companies. That means that you're going to have to let go of the reins. You're going to have to let go and trust that this person, yes, they're not going to be like you. But yes, there can be perimeters set that they can serve your clients to the best of their abilities that meet your standards. But you're going to have to let go of some of that control in order to grow. So lead with intent, not fear. Stop making the unimportant important because you can truly help people and impact people. Just remember that whatever you want for your business, for your brand, is only going to grow and happen to the level of problems, haters, setbacks, challenges, and risks you can handle. If this resonated with you, I would be so happy and thrilled if you left me a review. I haven't asked in a while and I just remembered that I need to. But if you had a minute or two to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it. Thanks so much and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, 
please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com. And I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.